Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. Uh, 142 the time as we uh, roll to the top of the hour. Of course, we'll be back in tomorrow, 10 to 2. But right now, we're going to head out to our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. We're joined by our man, Brett Boone, host of the Brett Boone Podcast, an Odyssey original featuring most notable names in MLB and all-around sports every week, and recently had Big Poppy on, Ryan Howard. I know Jonathan Papelbon's coming along the way, along with Albert Pujols, and Brett Boone, how are we doing today? Coach, where you been? Ah, I've been here. We, 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 we've, <laughs> we've been trying to give you a little bit of a breather, man. You're getting pulled in 38 different directions. You're like a Gumby doll this time of year. That's all right. You know, I retired and I just did nothing for a long time. So now they're getting me back to work. So, Yeah, that's good. You know, I was saying uh, earlier, when we first got this station together and, you know, we were, uh, you were coming down to the station, it was really kind of your, your first uh, real experience, you know, doing this on a, a fairly decent basis. And, man, it's really morphed into something really good for you. Yeah, I remember that. A few years back, I came in the studio and we did some some work down there with you guys and kind of getting me, you know, uh, I don't know, kind of, kind of teaching me the ropes this side of the mic, definitely a different animal, but uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it. And, um, we're going strong coach. We're going strong. Oh, you're doing great. Hey, uh, I got to ask you uh, before we get talking to the Padres and what's going on with them. I got to ask you about the Yankees. I mean, you watch the Yankees play. I mean, they're four and a half games back in the wild card. They, they finally moved ahead of Boston for fourth place in the East. But, man, it's been a struggle for your brother's ball club right now. What are you seeing? Well, I see I see a team, and, and obviously I, I'm close to it because of Aaron. And uh, But if I've got to step outside that box and, and be a true analyst of the game, and, and Aaron notwithstanding, um, he's overmatching that division. I mean, that's the bottom line. You've got – you know, on paper, everybody healthy. That's one thing, but but they're not healthy, and they're not what what they've been on paper. If that makes sense, there's been a couple constants. You got Garrett Cole at the top of the rotation. He's done his job all year. You've missed Nestor Cortez now for two months. He came back his first outing, his last time out, pitched very well. Rodon, the big off-season acquisition for the Yankees, has he's had three or four starts and. Three quarters of them have been bad starts. Severino, a guy that they've they've de- depended, you know, he's been in and out of that rotation because of injury for the last three or four years. Finally, he's back healthy and he's pitched as bad as he's ever pitched. I think his his ERA is north of a seven. 
uh, Herman, you know, he just got into some some controversy. He's in rehab. Uh, Donaldson, their third baseman, he's been out. Judge has missed a substantial amount of time. Giancarlo Stanton's hitting 200. Uh, you've got Bauer and McKinney and, and Volpe, who, who's been hitting fifth for him, you know, hitting 212. Oh. So I look at that team, D.J. LeMay, who's not having a good year. Uh, so all these things, it, it's a perfect storm for, for a real average team. And to be honest with you, Coach, I look at their record. And for what they got, and they roll out there on a daily basis, I'd have to say I'm impressed. They're, they're over 500 with all these things going wrong. The one constant about uh, the New York Yankees, they got a great bullpen. And, and you can sit there and honestly say – you can put their bullpen up with the best bullpens in baseball and they can match them pitch for pitch. So other than the bullpen, everything else has just been a big, you know, now I I didn't even get to Rizzo. Rizzo has been a big part of that team for the last three years. He's out with the concussion protocol. So it's just one thing after the other for that Yankee teams. And they're finding a way to just kind of hang in there and and remain four, four and a half out of the wild card. But it's going to be a real big haul, big lift for that team from what I'm seeing on this side of the fence. We'll, we'll talk in about a month and see where they're at, but it, it, I think it's going to be tough for them this year. Brett Booner, our guest here on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, Brett, uh, you watch the Padre games. You know what's going on. I, I watch the Padre games, and I see a team that one night it looks like they got a little bounce in their step. The next night it seems like they kind of just go out and play uh, on their ability, not with a lot of intensity. Uh, you ever play on teams like that, that one night uh, everything's clicking and the next night guys are just kind of coming out and playing on their ability, maybe not playing with a lot of emotion? Yeah, yeah, and that has a lot to do with the personnel in that locker room. Coach, for the life of me, I cannot figure out this Padres team. It makes absolutely zero sense. Uh, for the first three and a half months of the season, they were at the bottom of every offensive category with arguably the most talented offense in not only the National League but the entire major league baseball uh they've they've pulled that back a little bit they're starting to creep up they're in the middle of the pack and and up at the top of a couple offensive categories now where we expected them to be all year they pitched way better than i expected i thought it was a good it it was a good pitching staff they're number one in the national league pitching wise yet all that adds up to 55 and 59 it doesn't make any sense to me i've been trying to figure it out you know, if you pitch number one in the league, usually you're over 500, just if you pitch number one in the league. But then you've got this offense that is starting to creep up, and their numbers are better than they were when we were checking in late May, a lot better. You'd expect the the record to reflect that, and it just doesn't. I've been on teams like that where you just can't put your finger on it unless you're down in that clubhouse, Coach, and I know I talk about this all the time, you can't get a real feeling on what's going on. But just from my experience, being in a lot of clubhouses for a lot of years, something's off. Something's wrong down there in that clubhouse. I just don't know what it is. And the only people that truly do know what it is are the players. Yeah, you kind of wonder right now. I mean, they're obviously the division. Uh, the Dodgers are starting to pull away from everyone. San Francisco's trying to hang in there, but they're five back. Arizona's hit a wall. They're 10 back. Padres are 12 back. But the Padres, surprisingly, even though they've had a rough, uh, they've dropped uh, four of their last five, they're still only four games back in the wild card. And if this team, and, and we keep saying, well, can they get on a roll? Can they, they win five or six? They haven't even won four in a row all year long, which is almost un- unbelievable. 
No, and the thing you got to keep in mind, though, and, and I didn't expect there to be this much competition from the Central Division. And now you see teams like the Cincinnati Reds, Chicago, Chicago Cubs in the hunt. Actually, today, if the, if, if it ended, if the season ended today, the Cubs are in the wild card. Cincinnati, right. I believe, is tied with the Cubs. Due to a tiebreaker, the Cubs would be in, I think. Don't, don't yeah, well, Cincinnati that. got beat already today. Miami got them, so Miami now got 60 wins. They're 60 and 56, and the uh, the Reds go to 60 and 57, and the Cubs start play today at 59 and 55. So, man, they're all tied up there. Yeah, I, I, but I wouldn't. If you would have told me two months ago, potentially two to three teams have the potential to come out come out of the National League Central, I'd say you're crazy. Huh. It, the, the definitely the the division winners and all the wild cards were going to come from the west and the east but all of a sudden like you mentioned we got cincinnati show now vying for those wild card spots in san diego on the outside looking in and arizona behind the the, the said mentioned teams san diego at four out 55 and 59 four doesn't sound like that much and it really isn't but when you factor in that you've got a You've got a leapfrog, three teams just to get in position for a wild card. It's it's a bigger hill to climb than than four games sound like. Because now everybody in front of you has to kind of tank for you to make that that run. Well, obviously, unless you just got on a ridiculous tear and and rattled off fourteen of fifteen, which this team is capable of doing. We haven't seen it yet in two thousand twenty three, but you never know. In a month from now, things might look a lot different but uh i've been waiting for this team all year coach i know you have i know a lot of fans in the san diego area have been waiting and kind of scratching their heads like well the talent's there they're pitching better than you know we always knew it was a formidable rotation now with musgroves being out uh you brought rich hill over uh at the trading deadline walk is getting ready to be healthy he's been a he's been a very welcomed addition from a year ago from the cardinals i didn't think he was going to do this well Walk has been kind of the, the staple of that rotation until he, he went down with an injury. He's coming back. But to be pitching number one, I'm, I'm overly impressed. I, didn't, I thought they were good. I didn't think they were that good. But the bottom line is we've been waiting. We've been waiting. We've been scratching our heads all season long. When is this team finally going to click? Hasn't happened yet. Uh, but like I said, in a month from now, who knows? Might be looking at uh, – nobody, nobody cares about April. Nobody cares about May. When you get to September, you care about that last push and see if you can find a way to grab a playoff spot. Because I think recent playoffs, since this new format's come into fruition, I think it's proven that you don't have to win the division. You don't have to be the Dodgers of a year ago winning 111 games. You just got to grab a seat at the table for the postseason, and you got a chance. Phillies were a great example of that a year ago, two wins away from, from winning a World Series. So uh, it's just finding a seat at the table, and and it's going to be interesting for not only the Padres but a lot of teams that I'm that I'm following on a daily basis. Who's going to make that last minute push and and get a seat at that table? Hey, Booney, uh, last question here. Uh, yesterday, I'm driving around, and, and Tony's uh, doing the show with Chris and, and Scraby, and. They, they had me dying. Tony was describing Ichiro. Ichiro's got his full uniform on. You know how he works. He's got his full uniform on. He's out shagging <laughs> balls, early BP. And Tony's saying, you know, he, uh, you know, you think he was playing tonight, and he didn't mention that he had probably had his wristbands on. I mean, I mean, Without I know he was in Japan when you were at the All Star game, but I mean, Ichiro still thinks he can play, doesn't he? Never met a man like him. You know, I I played with him for five years, and uh, 
you know, very, <laughs> very unique, yeah. uh, but in his own way, he prepared in his own way. And, and, uh, you look 20 years later and, and he's accumulated over 3000 hits in major league baseball. So there's something to it, but I've never met a guy who's probably going to be first ball ballot hall of famer yeah. that when he retires from the game, still goes to the ballpark and gets dressed. And like you said, down to the wristbands, you know, most yeah. players retire, they walk away from the game. It, it would kind of be strange for us to hang around the clubhouse and throw batting practice as an ex hall of fame player. That's what he does. And somehow he pulls it off. You know, people just say, ah, you know, you know how you have certain people in your life when, when something said, you go, Oh, that's Joey. Well, when you see Ichiro hanging around with his wristbands on game time, you know, he's five, he's five, eight years, five years retired. You just go, ah, that's Ichiro. That's what he does. And and you do it with a smile. He's one in a million. You'll, you'll probably never Uh meet another guy like Ichiro and he just keeps going and he's enjoying life. And, and I know uh, the game likes stuff like that. The the guys that, you know, he, he played 20 years or total in pro ball, Japanese, uh, included, but the guys like that, just being around the game, I think that's good for the game. I think it's cool. And, and when you were talking about, uh, Gwyn Jr. talking about yesterday, uh, I saw a clip where, where you Darvish went out to right field when Ichiro was shagging and, and, uh, you know, said hello and show his respect. Uh, it's the culture's like that in Japan. And, and I think it's really cool. And I think it's nothing but a positive for the game. I think it's strange. I tell Ichiro it's strange <laughs> when I see him. But it's the way he's it's the way he's wired, and at the end of the day, it doesn't hurt anybody. And I, and I really do think it's a positive for the game for fans to come into the stadiums and see a an icon like Ichiro in the outfield, still shagging and, and still in in a, in his own way being a part of uh, a part of that Mariner roster, even though That's he's great. not on the roster. That's great, Booney. Hey, uh, good uh, job and uh, good luck uh, with the interviews coming up, buddy. Thanks, coach. There you go, uh, Brett Boone, uh, host of the Brett Boone Podcast and Odyssey Original. Make sure you follow Brett Boone's podcast on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, Brett uh, showed up on our Premier Chevrolet Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. Well, Braden, we're out of here. We'll be back in tomorrow at 10 o'clock and see uh, see what tonight's ball game brings to us. Hopefully more hits. Three. <laughs> I'd like to see some hits for the pods, huh? Yeah, too well, much we're going against the kid uh, making his major league debut. I don't know if this kid's going to even be able to breathe on the mound uh, that first inning. Yeah, well, I hope he gives up 18 runs in the first inning. <laughs> hey, have a good afternoon. All right, Coach, talk to you later. For Braden Soprano, Coach Jock and Tara Gwynn and Chris are coming up next. Talk to you tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Have a great afternoon and go Padres. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Coach John Cantera. Thanks for downloading and listening to the John Cantera Show. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen and favorite us on the Odyssey app. You can always listen live weekdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.